So today's daf is Pei Dalet and Eruvain. We left off yesterday, Pei Gimel Amud Bet, four lines from the bottom. Basic issue uh, that we discussed was if you have a uh, pillar or a ditch or whatever it is that is accessible to people in two different locations, Chatzir and uh, maybe an elevated uh, uh, Chatzir and a lower one. Um, so for one, it's higher. For one, it's lower. So we said if they're on an even plane, so then it's, uh, it's accessible to both of them. So then it becomes prohibited for their access because they share it and they don't have an error with one another. If one of them is higher up and one of them is lower so that one has to reach up or throw something to get it on top of the wall and the other one lowers things down to the wall. So that's considered greater ease of access for the, um, for the person who is... Uh, is lowering it so or that that was the that was the discussion actually right that was the discussion right if one has to go up and one has to go down is the question right if one is even and the other one has to go down so we said that that's uh, obviously the person who's even is always going to be the best right if they both have to do the same intervention they both have to throw upwards to get something on top of the wall so that's equal uh, if they both have to lower something that's equal if one is on an even playing field with it and the other one is either up or down, so the one that's on the even level is always gonna be the advantage. But the question is if one has to go up, one is below this wall and they would need to reach things up to the wall. The other one is above it and lower it down. So Rav said that they're both considered equal in that case because neither one has direct access. And Shavuel said, no, the one that lowers items on a rope or whatever uh, onto this wall is going to be the one that is gets the rights of uh, privilege to use that uh, that area if it's between two chatzerot that have not made an eruv. So then we get to tznan and she chatzer and she mirpeset. You have people in a courtyard and people in a mirpeset, an elevated area that They didn't make an eruv between them. Anything which is ten tefachim or higher is going to be given, so to speak, to the people in the Mirpeset because that's the higher area, so they're the higher elevations. If there's a wall between them, they're going to be the ones who have the easier access. If it's something lower than that, it's going to belong to the people in the Chatzir. So the Gemara says, So initially, the Gemara is assuming, now it's funny because sometimes the Gemara tells you what its premise is. So the Gemara's premise is that when it says Mirpeset, when it says here, people who live in this elevated area, it's not talking about the balcony, but it's actually talking about above that. In other words, when you go, you would go from the chatzir level to, you would go up to this mirpeset, and from the mirpeset up to the second level. So this is in the middle, the mirpeset is actually in the middle. We're talking about people who are in an upper story versus people on the ground. Not the people in the middle. Why do they call it mirpeset? Because the way that you get there is from going through the mirpeset. So what do you see here? This seems to support the view of Shmuel because people in the upper story, so you have a 10 tefach high wall. So obviously the people who are on the ground level, they would have to throw objects upwards to get them on top of the wall. But these people who live in the second story apartment, they would lower things onto that. So that's why we're saying that the person, in other words, the Gemara is explaining why it's assuming See, if it were a case where they, they, we were talking about the people who actually are on the Mirpeset, so they could be at even level with the, with the wall. They could be at even level with this wall, and that could be why it's given to them when it's 10 Tzvachim or higher. So saying, no, we were assuming that it meant people on the second story, so it's not on the even level with either one. 
So the people are either too high or too low. So we're giving it to the people who are too high. So that, that supports Shmuel. So the Gemara says, no, not necessarily. As he's going to say in another context, he's talking about the people who are living on the Mirpeset. And if that's the case, so we're talking about the people who live on the Mirpeset itself, and therefore for the people on the Mirpeset itself, that wall is at eye, let's say at eye level or whatever. It's even with them. So that's why they get the advantage. It's like the case of an even versus a person who's too low or too high. But that doesn't prove Shmuel is right. When one is higher and one is lower, Shmuel says it's better to be above the wall. The, those people have an advantage. Rav says it's the same thing, right? So, if that's true, so But if that's true, so why if the wall is shorter, if it's less than 10 tvachim, it said it should be given to the chatzir. But why? If we're talking about the people who are on, in the upper story, so then we understand because it's much below them. In other words, then it's, it's, all, it's, nine, it's within like the immediate reach of the people in the chatzir. We understand why. But if we're talking about people on the mirpeset, so they're not that much higher than this wall. Right? They, they're, you're saying they're, they're at eye level with this wall. If it's one tefach lower, what's the difference? It should still be the same. So it says, so again it says, When it said that if this wall is lower than ten Fahim, it belongs to the Chatzir, it doesn't mean exclusively. It means now it belongs to both of them and it is prohibited. Because why? Because since it's less than ten Fahim, it's considered within arm's reach of the people in the Chatzir. It's not considered inaccessible. And since you're sitting in the Mirpeset, which is just slightly elevated above the Oshut Rabim, you also have easy access to it. So that's why it's going to be prohibited. And also that, that makes sense to assume it. That's what it means. When it says it belongs to the Chatzir, it means it has double, um, it, it belongs to both. Because it says at the end, because it says, when are we ta- what, what situation are we talking about? When this item is close to the Mirpeset. About the Mufleget, Right, but if it's far away from the, the mirpeset, so definitely it long, belongs to the chaser, even if it's very tall, because it's nowhere near the mirpeset. They're not going to use it. Okay, so what do you see? So my lechaser. What do you mean by chaser? If you're going to tell me it means it belongs to the chaser and it's hundred percent, it's permitted for the people in the chaser to use it. So am I? It really belongs to both of them. Then it's not easily accessible to either. Right? So the conclusion is that when it says, even when it's talking about the ten tefach high wall that's far away from the mirpeset, so for neither of them is it easy to reach. And since for neither of them is it easy to reach, because the people who are on the mirpeset they have to throw something horizontally to get to it. And for the people on the ground, they have to throw something vertically to get to it. So it's not within the easy reach of either one. It's going to be a case of zebizrikah, zebizrikah. Both of them have to throw the item to get it to the top of the wall. So it's going to be even. And when it's even, it's worse. Because when it's even, it belongs to both of them. And there's, neither one has advantage. And that means that they both have reshut over it. And therefore, it's prohibited. So, so the point is that the Gemara is concluding here that when it said that if this wall is lower than 10 Fahim, it be, it's actually worse. It doesn't mean it belongs to the Chatzir and the people of the Chatzir could use it. It means that it belongs to both the Chatzir and the Mirpeset and neither of them can use it. But we haven't proven what is it better. We haven't proven the Machloket between Shmuel and Rav, which is if one 
set of people is higher than the wall and one is lower, who gets the advantage? Rav is saying that's even also. Shmuel is saying the people above. But these, this case doesn't describe that because this case is talking about where the people on the Mirpeset are even with the wall and the people are below the wall. They're not even with the wall and close, meaning if they're even with it and close to it, for sure it goes to them. And if they're even with it and far from it, and then you have a chatzer that's also um, that, that where it's, it's uh, further away from the Mirpeset, so, so horizontally it's further away, but for the people on the chatzer, it's vertically further away. So neither one has the advantage in that case. Okay, so now Gemara says Tanya, Tanan rather. The Mishnah says, If you have the embankment of a pit, meaning you dug out a pit and the dirt is reaching up ten fachim, okay, or you have a sela, a large rock. So if it's ten fachim, it goes to the mirpeset. If it's less than ten fachim, then it goes to the chatzir. Again, seems to be the same concept. So and that you could argue. If you're assuming that we're talking about people not actually living on the Mirpeset who would be at eye level with the rock or at eye level with this embankment, we're talking about people on the second story. So that would actually support the view of Shmuel that if you're, su- if you're higher up, you're an advantage than if you're lower down. However, Amar of Huna, this is where Rav Huna actually said his original teaching that was brought before. Le'otan adorim b'mirpeset. We're talking about the people who live b'mirpeset. They live on the mirpeset. So for them, they're on an even level with these items, and that's why they get the advantage. If one had been above and one had been below, then maybe Rav is right, that they're considered equal. But when, when, when the people on, of the Mirpeset are at eye level, and the people in the Chatzir are below, that's where it says it goes to the Chatzir. So, that works for the case of a rock. But when it comes to the case of a pit, how does that work? Because for sure, the pit is something that you fill with stuff, and Rashi uh, says, right? How do you use it? You use it by lowering ropes and taking things in and out of the pit. Because you're not talking about the embankment of the pit. You're talking about the contents of the pit. Right? It's because you're going to be lowering down a rope and bringing things up from that, that in other words, Rashi is saying, what's the, what's the argument here? That, well, the, this is really also, a, with, with the pit, it's really a perfect case of Shmuel versus Rav. Because the people who live on the Mirpeset have to lower a rope downwards to take things out of this pit. And the people who live in the Chatzer have the embankment of the pit that's very tall. They have to throw something over in order to get things out of the pit. So it's exactly the case. One is below it, one is above it. So, and, and it says that it should go to the people of the Mirpeset. So it says not, not necessarily because we're talking about a pit that is full of water. In which case, what? The reason why it's accessible to the Bnei Mirpeset is because it's at their level. Right? It's not that they're, they're lowering a, something deep into the pit. The surface level there is, is at their eye level. But what about the fact that as you take water out, it goes lower? Maybe because it's permitted to use that pit for the people on the Mirpeset when it's full, so we extend that also when it goes lower, it becomes theirs. But Adraba should go the other way. Maybe we should see the opposite. Since as it diminishes, it goes lower and lower, the effort that it's going to take, they're actually going to have to lower ropes there in order to get the water. So since we know that's going to be the eventuality, maybe we should say even when it's full, it doesn't really belong to the people of Mir- Mirpeset. 
So because you're trying to use this to show, in other words, Shmuel would argue that that works perfectly. That shows you that it belongs to the Mepesa because they're lowering something to take out of it. And that's easier than throwing something over the embankment. But, it, but, as it, but, you, but the response was, no, it's talking about where the water is full up to the top. So the people on the Mepesa have like, it's right at their nose, the, 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 the bore. So it's, so it's not a lowering. Yeah, but as the water diminishes, it's going to be a lowering. So it says, We're talking about a pit full of fruits. Fruits don't sink away. Okay, but but the same thing is going to be true there, that as people take the fruit, it's going to become lower and lower. And eventually, in order to take fruit, you're going to have to take a rope and lower a bucket. It says, no, we're talking about a pit that had Perot that are tevil, perot that are not able to be used because they haven't had their tithes and all their chumman masters separated from it, and therefore they can't be touched on Shabbat, and therefore they're going to be left there. Ah, and the proof of that, that that is the case, that it's talking about a pit that was full of something that isn't going to fluctuate over Shabbat, is the fact that it compares it to a rock. Just like a rock isn't going to be moved, the pit's not going to be moved. Now, of course, the question is if this pit is full of fruits that you don't want anyway, Right, that you can't use anyway, so then what's the point of giving it to the Mirpeset? They're saying, oh, it belongs to the Mirpeset, so what good is it that it belongs to the Mirpeset? They can't take anything from it anyway because it's Tevel. So it still means that that area, in other words, the pit belongs to the Mirpeset, it's theirs for Shabbat. So if somebody wanted to put something else in the pit, right, then they would be able to. Because it's Shayach, it, it's attributed to, it's, it, it's given to the Mirpeset. So, why do you have the two cases, the pit? And the rock. The reason is because if we only had the case of uh, of a rock, you'd say, okay, well, a rock is unchanging. A rock is never going to fluctuate. So once it's there, it's there. But maybe a pit. True that when the pit is full of things that are muktzeh, we say that it's not going to change and it remains the 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 reshut of the mirpeset. But if you, but there could be cases, you might confuse that with a case where the pit is full of things that do get taken out. And at a certain point it gets diminished. And then it requires a, a lowering of ropes to get things in and out of it. And that would change the dynamic. So we don't, so it's saying we don't make a gzera for that. We say as long as whatever's filling the pit right now is not going to be touched and not going to be moved, we give the area of that pit to the mirpeset. Now what are they going to do with a, a pit full of, of tevel? They're going to jump onto it. I don't know what they're going to put on it. But, the, 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 but it's there. Tashima, come and listen. If you have people in a courtyard and people in an aliyah, the upper story, that they didn't make an eruv. We're talking about they have a wall between them. Right? So the people on the upper story can use the upper tent fachim of the wall. And the people who are on ground level can use the lower tent fachim of the wall. So how would they use it? What does it mean to use the wall? What are you going to do? Right? So it means if you have something sticking out of the wall, like a, uh, like a shelf, Right? If it's above tent fachim on the wall, so then it's going to go to the people in the upper story, and if it's closer to the ground level within tent fachim of the ground, then it's going to go to the people of the chazer. And in between, it's, the implication is that anything in between is forbidden. Now, what's the significance of that? That follows, that seems to support Rav's view. Because what does Rav say? Rav says, if you have a situation where, in other words, the upper tent vachim of this wall are, is at like nose level of the people in the upper story, and the lower tent vachim are at easy access to the people on the ground floor. The parts in the middle, let's say it's a very tall wall. So the parts in the middle are 
easily, are not easily accessible to either one because if you're on the ground floor, you would have to jump very high and if you were on the upper floor, you would have to lower things to it. So there we say that, uh, it, that it's a sword to use it for either of them. So if there was a plank sticking out of the middle of the wall, let's say the wall's many, very, very tall, the top tent fachim, yes, go to the people in the aliyah. The lower tent fachim, go to the people in the chatzir. Anything in between that is going to go to neither of them because it's equally inaccessible to both of them. In other words, because the people on top have to lower something and the people below have to raise something. And that was exactly the case of Rav, where the people who have to lower something to get to it and the people who have to raise something are considered equal. Basically, they both are at a disadvantage. Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, not necessarily. In other words, we're not going to allow you to disprove Shmuel or to disprove Rav using a case taking it at face value like that because we're talking about a koto that's exactly the wall's exactly 19 fachim tall so in other words we're only talking about where the, where the wall wasn't a very very tall wall Right? Not like the wall was so, so tall and we're saying that the top tent fachim go to the people that are living above because it's at their nose level and the bottom tent fachim go to the people on the bottom and the middle part is not allowed for anybody. We're not saying that. We're just talking about a wall that only has a bottom and a top. In other words, the entire wall is either good for the people on the bottom or good for the people on top. The people that are on top can use the top nine fachim and there's, a, there's something sticking out at that point. And then the people on the bottom can use the lo- something sticking out of the lower tent fachim. But there's not a middle part that they both have in, or is inaccessible to them. There's no middle part. Okay, so we can't prove anything about, some, about an area of the wall that requires elevation for the people on the ground and lowering for the people on top. We, can't, we don't have a case like that. Okay, Tashimah, we come to Amud Bet. Shtei gezuzra'ot zo mizo. If you have two balconies, one above the other. Now, we're, t- we're envisioning, basically, you have... What they used to have was... And we, m- we mentioned it before. If they wanted to draw water out of a body of water. Let's say they had a river going by. You had an apartment overseeing the river, right? So what they would do was they would be able to draw water. But since the river is really Carmelite, it's really your Rishut HaYachid, your, your, your apartment is Rishut HaYachid, and the water is really Carmelite. So rabbinically, you're not really supposed to take the water from the Carmelite into your Rishut HaYachid. So what did they do? They said, if you make a Mechitza, either under the balcony, what they would do is they make a hole in the balcony where they could lower a bucket through there. But they would make Mechitzot, like a makeshift sort of wall around the hole to say, that, and we imagine as if that Mechitza extends all the way down to the river and closes off a section of the river as Rishut HaYachid. So when you're taking the water out of that section of the river, you're really taking from Rishut HaYachid when you lower the bucket. That's what they would do. Either it would be descending down under the balcony or it would come up on, on the balcony surface itself. Less than 10. Less than 10. What about less than 10? What has to be less than 10? No, no, we're talking about making a... You live in an apartment. Yeah. You have a balcony. The balcony is a Rishut HaYachid. Yeah. The yeah. question is, the water below is not a Rishut HaYachid. So okay. how can you draw from the water below? You have to make a Mechitza around the hole. You make a hole... Oh, it has to be 10 Fachim, of course. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah. I didn't understand what you were referring to. I thought you were talking about the balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the wall has to be 10 Fachim, right. So now... And the thing is like you have two and they're not obviously one on top of the other because then you wouldn't be able to lower a bucket. The upper one is the one that has the hole and they have a bucket lower and then you have one that is the next, sti- like the story below where they, they stagger the balconies like they do in Israel so that you can have Sukkot, you know? Yeah. So, they, right, so they, they stagger it. So one is here and one is, one is here. 
So the people below don't have a hole to get water. They can only get from the people above. Okay, so it says, if you have that, if they made... Uh, if they only have a hole in the upper story but they don't have one in the lower balcony the people on the lower balcony can't take from the people on the upper balcony because they didn't make any roof so they're not allowed to okay and the assumption is what that what do you see that if you now how does this fit with Rav and Shmuel because if you live on the upper balcony how can you get water by lowering a bucket if you want to be able to get a um, water and you live on the lower balcony, what do you have to do? Throw a bucket up. You have to get it up to there, right? So you see that the, uh, we say that they're both prohibited. Why? Whether you're lowering or whether you're going up, both are bad. So that seems to imply that, see, in other words, according to Shmuel, it should be that the people who live in the upper balcony will say, this is not your thing. This is, uh, this is above you. We're going downwards. You're going upwards. So we have the advantage. So we're allowed to take water even if we didn't make any roof with you. But it's saying, no, since even though they're going to have to throw their bucket upwards to get to the balcony above and to get water through that hole, still they prohibit, meaning still it's considered a shared hole. So, the, so, it's, so it's, that seems to support Rav, actually. We're not talking about where the people in the lower balcony are going to... Uh, are going to uh, um, uh, are going to throw their buckets up to the, to the uh, upper balcony and they're going to lower it from there. We're talking about where the people on the lower balcony come up and lower ba- a bucket also. Right? They were going to walk up. They're not going to throw their item onto the upper balcony to go down to get water. For, you know, they're going to they're going to walk up there. So since they're going to walk up there and let's say they have an, a, a ladder or whatever, it's equally accessible. In other words, that's not considered... Uh, it's not considered that one is lowering and one is elevating if the people on the lower plane can just walk up to the higher point and do the same thing. It would only be that if the only way that the people on the lower balcony could do it would be by throwing it upwards to the, to the upper balcony. And that's not what we're talking about. Right? And, and it says, so, so that's the first interpretation. And so therefore, it's not really a case that tests the machloket between Rav and Shmuel because we're not really talking about a case where one has to throw. So then the question, we could be talking about an, a, even a different case. Not where, um, forget about how the people on the lower balcony manage to get water. If these two balconies are within 10 fachim of each other, they're basically considered one, one location. They're not considered separate locations. Okay? Right, so it, it's too close, right? And so then he says what? So in that case, and it's making, it's emphasizing, it's saying, forget about the fact if they made the hole in the lower balcony and they didn't make it in the upper balcony, for sure they would be prohibited. Because since the people, since these two balconies are within 10 fachim of each other, they're going to prohibit each other. They're, they're considered like one location that has two Owners, because the people on the upper story and lower story own both almost. They have access to both. But you might think that if the upper balcony is the one that has the watering hole, you'll say, well, that's easily accessible to the people in that level. It's not as easily accessible to the people who are lower because they have to go upwards. And yet it's telling you, since they're within 10 of each other, 
we say that they're one location, and they're one location that is prohibiting everybody since it's shared and they didn't make an Eruv. In other words, this wouldn't be a case where one group is considered to be going up and one is considered to be going down. It's where everyone is considered to share those two balconies equally because they're equally accessible. They're within 10 Tvachim of each other. So they're not even distinguished from each other. That's why. But it doesn't test the case of Rav and Shmuel where we need someone who's clearly in an elevated location where they're lowering things and someone who's clearly in a lower location who is raising things. We don't have that here. Okay? Like the case of Rav Nachman said, So it's talking about this. Basically, you have a building that's 10 Tvachim high from the Rishut Rabim, and it has an apartment in there. Okay? An, a second story apartment. Now, in order to get to the second story apartment, you have to go first up to the roof. And then you climb up to the attic apartment, let's say, okay? You, cl- you, you go onto the roof, so, and the way it works is that first you go to a mirpeset, which is kind of an intermediate level, intermediate level balcony, and then from that landing, you go up to the uh, roof, and then from that roof, you go up to the apartment, okay? So it says you have to make sure that there's a ladder from the roof to the apartment, which is kavua, which is always there, like a staircase that's always there. Otherwise, you can't use the roof. Why not? Because the problem is that since there are two parties who use this space simultaneously, because you have the mirpeset, which has access to this roof, the landing has access to the roof, and you also have the rishut arabim has access to the roof. The mirpeset is enclosed, but the roof is open, so if somebody's walking by that ten tefach roof and they want to put something on it, they could. Right, so as she says that uh, that what what are we talking about here? He says the behachia skina de la gavia mirpeset asara. This this landing is less than ten tefachim. Mirushut rabim umimena olin lagag. And from this landing, you go up to the roof. Upachot me asarahu. Right, he says. Therefore, al afalgadu mirpeset kapetach vevnei mirushut rabim enora oy. Right, so he says since this mirpeset is like a petach, meaning it has easy access to the roof. Because if you're standing on that mirpeset, you're, you're very close, you're like a landing in between, you know, in between floors. So you have easy access to the roof. And and Livnei Roshut Rabim also, it's also accessible to the people of the Roshut Rabim because it's, uh, it's exposed on one side to the Roshut Rabim. So you could easily have um, uh, people from the Roshut Rabim using it. And therefore, it says you have to put a, um, a, a ladder demonstrating that that area is really for the people who live in the upper story to be able to, uh, that roof is really for them to be able to get to their apartment. It's not for the people on the uh, Mirpeset and it's not for the people on the Shut Rabim. So you don't have a mixture of ownerships here. Now what's the relevance? The relevance is that you have two different parties that ex- have access within Tent Fahim of each other because you have the Yerushut Rabim and you have also the people on the Mirpeset. So they're both sharing this roof. Okay, that's, that's similar to Abaye's case of the two balconies that are within Tent Fahim, so it's considered like one area, equal, equally accessible to both. So Gemara says, uh, he says, Matkiv Papa, Vedilma Kesherabim Mechatfin Allah Bekumta Vesudra. Maybe the issue here is that people in the Rashut Rabim are going to put items on here, like when they're tired or when it's hot out, they'll take off their hat, they'll take off their scarf, and they'll put it on this roof. 
That's the reason why it's considered it has a use for the Rishut Rabbim. So Rashi says, So he says, even though it's too high for them to put a heavy burden, they wouldn't lift a heavy burden onto this roof. But if they just wanted to put their hats down, they might put it under. That's the reason why. So it's not, it's not because simply, what? How can the roof be You got two, two people living under the roof, and then it says, reach out to the public? Yeah, it's a low roof because maybe the inside of the building goes below ground. I don't know. Could be that the inside of the building goes below ground. No, you walk up the balcony. The balcony is like a landing, and you go up to the roof, and then you go up to the attic. So the 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 roof, maybe the reason why it extends fucking is because maybe below ground that it extends below. Could be, but Rashi says it says you could put something light on there. So what's the significance? That um, he says uh, that uh, therefore hilkach asrei alayu vafilu lokei ma mirpesed begoyud. It says that even if the mirpesed is not within ten tefachim, right? That wasn't the issue. Velo damul erushut shaben shtei chatzerot lezeva petach velazebezrika the chatzer lav dashmishtei b'hanei kovim kalim ela bekelim kvedim v'chi gavoa kotel yud lo chazil tashmishtei the chatzer. So he's saying that this is a different story. The real issue here is not that the mirpeset, that you have two areas that have, that are within tent fachim of the, uh, of the roof. That's not the issue. The issue is that the people on the Rishut HaRabim use this roof, okay? And the, people in, and the people in the upper story use the roof. And that's what creates the problem. And therefore you have to put something on that upper roof that shows that it's for the people who live in the attic to get to their apartment, and it's not intended for the use of the public. And that's how you demonstrate that it really exclusively belongs to them. That's the issue. But we can learn from here that any time you have an area that is shared, meaning that any time you have two areas that are within ten tefachim of each other, that automatically they become like one area. And therefore we were saying that the mirpeset and the roof almost like merge into one area because they're within ten tefachim of each other. That's not the reason why you have a problem. The reason why you have a problem is because the Rashut HaRabim uses this easily. It's an easy access to the Rashut HaRabim because they can put things on there all the time. It's like a low uh, ledge that they can use all the time to put their clothing on. And therefore it will give the impression of a shared space unless you demonstrate that it's designated for the people who live in the upper story. So the next part is going to go all the way through the next stop. So it's a good place to stop for today and we'll, we can pick up from here tomorrow.